I've been trying to think of all the different sensations that come from kindness and what, how to do, talk about what it feels like, feels like in our bodies. Um, I've been taught to pay attention by my dentist and also by my meditation teacher <laughs> to notice when my jaws are clenched, <laughs> which turns out to be the weirdest times. Um, so I'm, I'm thinking that kindness feels like a release, like that moment you notice, oh, I'm clenching my jaws and you let them go. Or did you play the game? Maybe you still do. Where you stand in a doorway and you push as hard as you can against the door jam for as long as you can. And then you step out and it does this. I think that moment is what kindness feels like. Not just when you have kindness given to you, it feels like this. But also when you are kind to someone else. So this month, the theme is kindness. And I don't know about you, but that word seems so quaint. That little doily of a word. Let's all be kind. It's so sweet. And actually inappropriate for this time and day and age where things feel um, on the line when there's a lot of economic and political and social tension and problems and birds squabbling. <laughs> Being kind seems just a little too powerless, useless, disempowering. So why on earth would we look at kindness So I'm going to make the case that actually it's, it's incredibly powerful. That we historically, so I, I turn to um, a historian, Barbara Taylor, British historian who writes actually a lot of feminist history, and she collaborated with a psychoanalyst to write about kindness. They wrote a book called On Kindness, and half of the book is, a, is traces the history of the word kindness. Not just the word, but, but our sense of whether kindness is innate. Are we naturally kind? Or, or the modern notion that really, no, no, we are selfish and brutish and um, out for ourselves. And they make the case that that actually is not how it's always been. That there was a deep general understanding that we are all in this together. So you can immediately think of all the despots and emperors and kings in the past. How can that be? But there was a general understanding that your neighbor was your neighbor and that that was a, a extended far beyond just the house next door. I was going to quote Marcus Aurelius um, as an example who said that kindness is really humankind's greatest delight. 
And there was an understanding of kindness that it was a pleasure. Not, not our contemporary notion that kindness is something you do randomly here and there when you have time. But that it was fundamental to living a good life. That it is something that gives us all pleasure. So it's not about the receipt of kindness, but that always being on the giving end of kindness is what makes a life worth living. Kindness has its roots in the word, in the old English word, Germanic ultimately, that means kin. So kindness immediately means connection, that we are all connected. And our modern notion that we are alone and individuals and in competition with each other is perhaps the lie, the deceit, the modern deceit that we tell each other, that we really are out for our own good. And that deceit is lonely and isolating and participates in the myth that we're safer. It is, it is safer if I'm just out for myself. No. Barbara Taylor and Adam Phillips, the authors of On Kindness, say, well, they trace a lot of different marks along human history where kindness got a bad rap. But in general, they finger um, Hobbes, Thomas Hobbes, who talked about this competition and this need for governance that is competitive. He was saying a lot of helpful things that are the foundation of our own current democracy. But they point to his writings as one of the important gateways into this notion that we are alone and competing with each other. And they point out that that Scottish philosopher, David Hume, said, that's hogwash. We are not in competition with each other. We are here in this world. It is, it is reality that we are connected. I was thinking about, you know, of course it sounds like our, part of our seven principles that we are part of an interdependent web of life. And I thought, well, how come we have to verbalize that as one of our principles? And that's perhaps because we have so forgotten this normal notion that we are kin to each other and that's how the world actually unfolds it is not quaint to be kind it is not a doily it is perhaps the underpinning of our democracy if you think about it we couldn't have a democracy if we didn't agree that it is possible for one person to represent your interests because I understand we're connected and I will make decisions the best I can with your interests in mind as well. Yes, yes, it's not perfect. And yes, yes, we mess up nonstop. But really, it's at the heart of our democracy. So it's at the heart of our country. So it's at the heart of the structure of our church. 
We have a board and committees who are willing to act on our behalf. And they do it well, and they screw up as well, just as I do. It's just how it is. Because it is so hard to balance everyone's wishes and to understand I'm connected to you, but I'm also connected to you. And wait, you have different needs. But the underlying principle that we are all capable of being connected and understanding our connection and seeing each other as kin is how life actually is. Every parent, the minute that child is born, gets it in a brand new way. And every time we mourn a death, we get it. We've lost a connection and we're going to have to remake that connection in a new way. So what if being kind is dangerous? It's actually dangerous and powerful. And is what we need today. And what, what our democracy, as imperfect as it is, over time... So at one point, we were founded on being kind to white men with property. We understand that they all have needs and they will look after the rest of us. And then we fought wars and people wrote books and artists created paintings and plays and philosophers and historians made us go, wait, 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 that, yes, that is kin in one way, but oh, wait, women are kin too, and children are kin too, and immigrants are kin too, and blacks are kin too. We're still working our way to Native Americans our kin. Uh, I just learned last night that the Navajos had their own trail of tears. I had no idea. So what I'm saying is what our democracy has done so imperfectly is expanded our understanding of who kin is. Kin are, kin is. And that that's what kindness, that's what something at the root of kindness looks like, that you begin to expand those circles. And it cuts through the lie, and I'm going to call it a lie, that we are ever alone. Christianity has tried to say, well, that part of never being alone is about God. And I would say, no, that's maybe not even big enough that this notion that you're alone when you're depressed, when you're lonely, when you think you're the only one, that's your mind playing tricks on you. You are never the only one to feel this way, to act this way, to want this, to not want that. And our job in kindness is to anticipate what someone wants. And it... You know what I'm trying to describe is that kindness is not this facade, but that kindness, the kind of kindness I'm talking about, changes you. And that's what that circle expansion is about. When you, are, when you put kindness at the core of your view of the world, hence it affects how you act, it changes you. You are changed. And it's that pleasure that those before us who kind of understood kindness was the way human beings normally were, that understood, the mutu- understood our mutuality, 
that kindness, that kindness changes us all. I was thinking about talking about November 8th coming up. And what if up until November 8th, up until we vote, we start listening to all of the political talk with kindness as the lens? Is this talk perpetuating the lie that you can act without it affecting others? And I'm not talking about political parties or a candidate or a particular bill, but to begin thinking, okay, when I read this, does it feel like I'm still in the door jam pushing really hard, or does this idea possibly let my arms float up in release? Does my jaw unleash itself? Does this idea encompass as broad a section of humanity? Does this idea and this candidate support the notion that we are all mutually connected? You know, even if you don't vote or participate in the political process, and you may say, oh, well, I'm doing it because you know, I'm cynical, it doesn't matter, I would make the case that even when we don't take action, from voting to whatever you choose not to do, that this notion of kindness means your inaction affects others. We have to think of everything we do as having an effect on others. So your inaction changes you, just as your action does. So how can we notice when our arms feel constricted and our jaws feel tight and we're thinking, it's just me, I'm the only one, no one will notice, it doesn't matter, when we're dismissive, versus all the times that we can see this idea, this action, this work connects to others. And it can be small. I, I bristle at the term random acts of kindness because that's that doily kind of kindness that is, um, you can just place it on the beautiful table when you feel like it rather than deliberate acts of kindness, like our democracy, which is a deliberate attempt to be as inclusive as possible. When we're good, we're very good. So that's my request. That, And I was thinking about cues. What if we, every time we walk through a doorway, we think about whether we're feeling pressure or a release of kindness, that it becomes a lens that we try and see the world and how we take action and what we do politically for the next couple of months. So that when you're in the voting booth or you choose to stay away from the voting booth, you recognize that you are actually there with everyone else. You are not alone. And your choices, whether you vote or not, or... I'm just picking that as an example. All the places in your life where you make a choice, they matter. And to do anything with kindness, anything with kindness, means considering everyone else and how you're connected. May it be so.